Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Ohm. This is Don Paul, and as always, this is a labor of love. So if you haven't hopped on over to my website at presenceyoga.org, your donations are always appreciated. And I have a treat for you today. I talked about a koan when I led into my yoga class the other day at Yoga West. It's called Senjo and Her Soul Gets Separated. And at the end of the telling of the koan, I give my take on it and how I use it to talk about healing in leading into our Kriya for the day. Have a listen. Well, I have a little story that I want to tell before we get down to business. And this story is actually a Zen koan. It's about a beautiful girl named Senjo. And this story was originally told in medieval Japan in the the 1100s. She fell in love with her neighbor. Some people say it was her cousin. And he fell in love with her. They were both madly in love, and they used to joke with one another, saying that when they grow up, they'd like to get married. And they always had this running thing together. When we grow up, we'll get married. Well, her father didn't know anything about this, and her father loved Senjo. Firstly, because she was such a a good girl and a beautiful girl, but also because he lost his other daughter. So she was the only surviving daughter of two. So he was very, very attached to her. And he set her up. That was very common in those days, to find a husband for your daughter. And he set her up with another nice young man. And when Senjo and her beloved neighbor, Ochu, heard about this, they were absolutely brokenhearted. They were just desperately depressed and didn't know what to do, how they would possibly live without one another. And so one night, Ochu, the neighbor, decided to leave because he didn't think that he would be able to bear life without her, especially as she was set to marry someone else. He didn't want to even see it. He knew it would kill him. So they lived by the port, and he went out to uh, untether his boat one night and prepared to sail away. When he looked and he saw a figure coming toward him in the night, it was Senjo. And she said, I'm running away with you. I'm going with you. And they left together. And they went and settled in another country, which was probably another island in Japan in those days, which was another country. And they lived for five years, and they had two children of their own, and they were very happy, but not completely happy, because they didn't feel good about the way they left their families, and Senjo really missed her father. And so Senjo said to her husband, Ochu, one day, She said, I don't feel quite right about things, and I would like to go back home to our village. And Ochu said, yes, I feel the same way. Let's go back and make things right. And so they went back to the village, and they docked the boat, and Senjo was a little bit insecure to face her father. So she sent Ochu, and Ochu went and and talked to Senjo's father. And the first thing he said was, I'm sorry that we left the way we left but I want you to know that Senjo is fine, she's happy, and we have two children, and they're waiting out in the boat. And the father looked at Ochu, and he said, that can't be. Senjo has been in her room for these last five years, kind of paralyzed in a coma-like state. She won't eat or talk, she doesn't move for anything. And Ochu said, she's in the boat right now. What can you be talking about? And so the father sent a servant to go look in the boat. And the servant came back and said, it's true, it's Senjo, I saw her. 
And so the father went up to the bedroom to see Senjo for his own, uh, with his own eyes. And he said, Senjo, what is the meaning of this? There's a Senjo in the boat that looks like you, but you're here. What is going on? And at that moment, Senjo got up out of bed and in a sleepwalking state, walked out toward the boat. And the Senjo in the boat walked up toward the house and they bumped into each other. What happened? What is the meaning of this story? It's a koan after all. <laughs> Not supposed to make sense in the ordinary way that things make sense. Her father reckoned that her body and her soul got separated because she was suffering so much from being without Ochu. But I began thinking of old sh shamanic wisdom where, and this is the healer in me, I think, you know, to heal is to make whole. And when we're suffering from any kind of emotional trauma, our soul sort of separates. And there's a technique in healing where we actually comb through the auric field to bring little pieces of the scattered soul back into the core of the body, back into the core of the spirit, where you can become whole. Because to become whole is to heal. To heal is to become whole. But in modern day talk, in modern day healing circles, it's thought that when we're hurting, for example, when we've had childhood traumas, we internalize that trauma because we can't make sense out of it psychologically. And we do this especially when we're children and we need to function in the world and we simply don't know how to process what has happened. And so we bury it deep into our bodies where we can be free of it, at least for the moment, to function in the world. But by internalizing, we compartmentalize. It's said that our entire childhood, our entire history of our lives is in our body somewhere. Traces of our hurts and our pains reside in our physical form. In a sense, we're burying it so as not to deal with it. We're bringing a kind of barrier around the pain to shield ourselves from it. But there's a price to pay. At some point, we're going to have to grieve with it, and by grieve, that might take different forms. It might simply mean making peace with our past, forgiving what had happened, forgiving ourselves for not knowing better, allowing ourselves to be with it, to acknowledge it, because a moment of awareness is a moment of healing, so that we can move forward. But that's hard to do, and it's much easier to stay numb. How do we stay numb? Oh, with medications, with tubs of ice cream, you name it. It's much easier not to go there. But when we go there, we embrace it, we touch it, we feel it, and we heal. And we make whole. We're not separated from those aches and pains. That's how we get aches and pains. It's like a little check engine light on the car. Our body is saying, help me, I'm hurting. Acknowledge me, acknowledge this bruise. And when we do, we become whole. We bring our soul together and all those little pieces of our soul that has been scattered and fragmented, we embrace it all and we become whole. It's like that Janis Joplin song, Take a Little Piece of My Heart. It's exactly what happens. We bring our heart back together. 
And that's how I make sense out of this koan. 